Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. And it's that time again for, yeah, again, another episode of Event Brew again. This is Tui with Hot Rock Creative, and I'm here with my three favorite men in the industry. We have Will Curran from Endless Events, Nick Borelli with Borelli Strategies, and Dustin Weslin with One West up in Canada. Hey, you guys. How are you? How are you doing? Whoop, whoop. Doing good. Doing happy. Right. Breeze through the beginning part. This is still amazing. <laughs> well, let's talk about what we're <laughs> drinking first before jumping into this hot topic. Uh, Will, what are you drinking in that big old mug of yours? You know, drinking some vanilla chai, but I ran out of milk, so I only got a really small cup of it. So I'm, I have like an ounce left, and I'm just savoring it. Um, a hack trick. I love oat milk with my chai lattes. I don't like oat milk with what? my chai lattes. We don't yeah. drink like animal milk here in LA, so. Yeah, that's true. I drink <laughs> whole milk, which apparently is disgusting to most people, apparently. Uh, Dustin, what are you drinking over there? Michelob Ultra. Make fun of me all you want. <laughs> it's exceptionally light. Uh, is it true that David's tea is, sorry, is David's tea Canadian? Oh, uh, I think it's actually, I thought it was a Chicago based company. Let's Google mm. it. I think, they well, going, while you... I think they're going bankrupt. Oh, no. No way. I love David's tea. I know. Somebody better fact check that before the end of this episode so we don't get sued. But All right. Will's on it. Or the Do you get sued by saying that you think somebody might be in today's world? Bankrupt. Oh, that's true. David's tea will close 42 of its U.S. locations. Yeah. So I, I think it's in big trouble. Not great. Restructuring, not bankruptcy. Just just to clarify. Boy, <laughs> uh, you just made me think of like things that we could have been have yeah. said on this that... <clears throat> What's huh. the statute of limitations on that? <laughs> yeah. How many episodes is the statute of limitations? <laughs> uh, Nick, what are you drinking over there? Uh, I'm drinking eggnog. Are you really? Ooh, Very festive. Yeah. Well, holy mm. shit. <laughs> I love eggnog. It's great. Come on, guys. That's the point too. of this, this segment is us for us to talk about uh, things that we uh, like to drink. Uh, also, yes, David's Tea, based in Quebec. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Canadian. Hmm. It's such a nice brand. It must be. Canadian. I'm just blown away that Nick is drinking eggnog. Like this is probably the eggnog. Oh, it's not ma- good ma- for you. Mountain Dew, Mountain no. Dew eggnog. Eggnog is worse for <laughs> oh you than uh, Mountain Dew. Just so you know. Still in the category, then. Still is in the category. I mean, it's festive, but it's Mountain Dew it, eggnog. Yeah. There oh boy, be. that must Mountain be a thing. Dew. Quick, quick question: Do you guys like peppermint tasting stuff? Like no. that's the one thing I'm not into this time of year. Not drinks, candy. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like the candy. I don't like it but... as a food. I like it as a uh, like a breath mints or brushing your teeth. But then when it crosses over into like <laughs> culinary, I'm like, uh, no. Good. I'm not How a fan. No. No. So we're uh, that's our verdict on that. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot takes from the Brew Crew. <laughs> All right, and I'm just drinking a loose leaf green tea with a little bit of honey in it, um, and it's locally sourced. So Ooh. let's get on over to the topic. What are we talking about? 
about you guys. No, really, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's fair. First, Dustin I want to tell you. a few articles with us uh, this week, and I figure we can talk about them. That's Just what we're talking hang about. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> thank God for Reddit. I'm sending you, Nick, an eggnog and Mountain Dew festive fizzy treat recipe. I am all over that like actually sending it to him or just like just gonna make him aware of it i have all the ingredients in my office so no i'm gonna perfect. i'm gonna send him the link wait where... wait but hold on the subreddit name on this is so fantastic it's, can we say it? well we can say yeah, it. yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah it's say true it, say it. shitty food porn <laughs> yeah for sure Old... reliable source you guys this is the most disgusting looking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I like how the top rated comment doesn't say that. How, oh, yeah, it looks good. It says beautiful mug. That's the only compliment they could get across. That's one of those people that definitely took to heart, like only say positive things. Oh, do you see the next one? <laughs> it's a ramen house. Oh, this is not good. It's a... Oh, don't go to the subreddit. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Reddit. Oh, God. Yeah. Man, Isn't it I'm funny that there's some people out. that are like, I'm not going to take the... Uh, uh, when they come out with the vaccine, I'm not going to take that. Meanwhile, there's people on Reddit that are drinking Mountain Dew eggnog. So there's, <laughs> hmm. and uh, people just drinking the Takes all kinds. drinks that you take in general. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> That's all right, fine. all right. So back on back on topic, Whew. Dustin. You found you found a few articles on the interwebs and all those things, and we're going to do the news reaction thing. Is that what we're talking today? Or yeah, are we sure. Doing a... Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you talk about the NFL fill the stadium? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Dustin shared a really cool article. Headline is the NFL considering to fill Super Bowl seats with vaccinated healthcare workers. I actually thought this was really cool um, because A, they like can have a live audience. B, it helps healthcare workers out. And then C, it's safe because in theory they should be all vaccinated so they can't like get anybody sick. So it's like just seems like a, a quadruple win across the board for the NFL. I think it's scary as shit because I think it teaches mm -hmm. people that large scale events can only happen with vaccinated people. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there that are not going to get vaccinated. And then we're going to have to undo that mess later. Oh, you think that like people are going to show up at that are unvaccinated at the no, thing? Well, no, 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 no. Precedent. I think the, the precedent oh, is going to be that you think that people we can only have events for non-vaccinated people. So without everybody sharing your vaccination, what you will do or won't do, because it's like voting. You should keep that shit to yourself. Um, Ooh, what's going to happen? What are we going to do with people that choose not to get vaccinated? It's their right not to get vaccinated. Are we going to are we going to tag them like a deer and put a tag in their ear and say you can't come to our events? If that's the precedent that we're going to start setting, oh. now I'm not oh, taking I'm God. not taking away from the from what I think is a really really great thing to do for I didn't think frontline workers. Um, yeah. I think I think that's really really that's wonderful. The part I thought. I worry more about the precedent that now That's we're saying we can only have big scale events with fully vaccinated audiences. And that is scary. You just Jeez. like left me. You left me a landmine in this topic. Throwing. You literally just handed me an article. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's a, might be a quadruple be win. No, it's terrible. Let's talk about whether we're going to start having a vaccination passport for events and all that fun stuff. Like, damn. Okay. So does that happen going? with or without a move like this though? Right? Like, well, I, I think that if, if large-scale events don't go down the road of only having vaccinated persons events, then it doesn't go down that road. I think it's going to take private businesses are going to be the ones that decide. I mean, who, it's a really good point. We talked event. about how, like, the sporting events were going to be a huge indicator for us to consider, like, when things were going to come back. And so by this happening, people are going to think they might not see the word vaccinated. They might just see healthcare workers and then, you know, or someone's like, well, you know, and I guess you bring up a good point, though, in general, I think, uh, like, what happens if 
I mean, I guess they're healthcare workers, but like, yeah, are we they going to check them and have them, hey, show your vaccination paperwork? And then yeah. if not, what happens if someone does show up, get someone sick, and there's a couple people and, you know. But who will get sick if everybody's vaccinated? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe like the people who aren't vaccinated get each other sick. And I don't know. Be it becomes You'd a little... be vaccinated. I don't know. I mean, that happens with travel as it is, right? I mean, mm -hmm. at least not necessarily uh, events that take place within the same uh, zip code or, or the uh, equivalent, whatever, uh, wherever you're from. But the, when you travel for an event, um, there is a requisite to be able to show that type of paperwork currently. So there's already a precedence, then, I suppose. And isn't, there, isn't there lots of travel that you have to get shots before you go? And I know they're yeah, not like, I know they're yeah. not, I don't know, are, they, are those classified as vaccines? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have so, to like, so, so I'll go grab it real quick, but I actually have a vaccination in my passport that says the different vaccinations. Cause like when I went to Kenya, I have to have like, you know, all that sort of stuff. When I went to South America, I had all, right. all these different vaccinations and things like that. So that precedent's already there as yeah. far as. And the system's there and we yeah. know how to do that. And I worked for the Vancouver Aquarium and before my first day I had to go get there was a whole series of vaccinations I had to get because you're working around marine animals. I wow. didn't actually touch them. I did events there, but everybody had to do that and it was a no brainer and I didn't, it didn't. So then there is no to, light. It didn't dawn on me to like turn cars over in the streets and light things on fire and protest. I was just like, okay, I want to work here. So I'm going to go get my vaccine. So there's a precedent then for us, like being able to quote, like deny entry based on vaccinations yeah. or deny what you think is uh, your right to be able, like the right to get on a plane. Well, I guess, no, you don't have a right to get on a plane, is nope. it? Because they can remove that from you at any time. And yep. And that's why I say private businesses are going to be the ones that decide how we move forward. And it's going to be up to all of these private businesses, whether it's sporting and events and convention centers and all the rest of it are going to be the ones that make the decision. And the, and the government is going to provide the guidance. But at the end of the day, it's going to be those. I mean, I actually think that private businesses aren't going to uh, generally private businesses while they technically do what really public sentiment will make the difference. Like whatever the, whatever the sentiment of, um, but they people. will fall. They will follow the lead of the private business. So look at look at what we're talking about right now with the NFL yeah. and the Super Bowl. Okay, right. That mm -hmm. decision, and that's why that decision is so important because it is so big, it is so publicized that that is where public sentiment is going to come from. Oh, interesting. As opposed to you, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say that depending on how that, whatever the whoever starts something, however it is reacted to, uh, is my belief of how things will go. As opposed to that, but I, I, I take your point. Like there, there'll be some private businesses that'll take leaps of faith, and I think that moving forward, like the like whatever Twitter says, essentially after the Super Bowl or during the Super Bowl, really, will, I believe will be where things go after that. But but chicken or egg, I guess. I mean, ultimately. So let's let's take this out of the let, let's take this out of the Super Bowl context, because it's just a bit it's a bit big and it's only something that happens once a year in a certain place. So let's not only let's, that, it's something that happens in a place that moves and with yeah. a completely transplant audience. Totally. So yeah. let's talk about let's talk about theaters because I think this is easier to digest. So movie if a theaters? theater says movie theaters, performance theaters, performance halls, arts, whatever. So cool. if a theater says I will only accept patrons that have had their vaccination and they need to show their paperwork, what will happen is ultimately another theater down the street will say, "Well, I'm going to be a theater for people that aren't vaccinated," and 
then the people will decide. And whichever one of those ends up making the most money will be the ones to drive this. Sometimes. Oh, shit. <laughs> if you think about, like, about cigarette oh, smoking, yeah. though, sometimes that's not the case. So, like, for years and years, there were smoking restaurants, and then there were restaurants that you uh, you could not smoke in at all. Uh, and that was they let the free market make that decision until um, people decided to take that away from the free market and uh, and, and restrict the idea of uh, places – uh, for the for the health of the people who work there, right? Who don't have uh, an opportunity to weigh into that. So if you think about it like that, that was a health choice that people had a decision to make go into. They were either willing to risk it to be in a restaurant that allowed some smoking or smoking in general. And then there were restaurants that had no smoking as, as their rule. And the free market was the arbiter of that for quite some time until it got to the legislation level because Which of- Which takes forever does take forever true and that took a long time but i think things I feel like, like we this had it in move. arizona really early but anyways yeah. go ahead yeah i mean i'm sure that's probably the case in some states that probably were more progressive than others i remember california was way on top of that um but mm-hmm. but the states that and and maybe the areas that are like more likely to let the free market make those decisions will probably be the ones that are the the longest to hold on but uh ultimately public sentiment pushed things um to go in the direction uh, of uh, register uh, legislation as opposed to uh, free market, and um, that that accelerated as as there was more opportunities for sharing of information. Now that was twenty five years ago, twenty years ago. Things move a lot faster now. Hmm. Wait, are Do we think- legally able? Like, is this going to be like the Scarlet Letter? What like I don't as event professionals, are we able to ask people if they're vaccinated or not it's a good question i mean technically it's a private event depends on the event right like if yeah, it's a private you're... event you can do whatever you want yeah i would think there's doesn't mean you're not gonna get sued but it's, <laughs> you know there's probably i don't know what some... like hipaa laws and things like that like yeah I, I, i'll I tell you like you can ask it like depends on where you are for quite some time uh the there was like this loophole that everyone was taking advantage of who didn't want to wear a mask uh at least in my state and what was the case was there was um a lot of different health uh, issues that that made it so they they had the ability to say that a mask would be in the way of um, their health issues, so they didn't have to wear a mask. Uh, it, so they would come into the store, uh, and my wife would tell me this all the time, and I read up a little bit more about it. And they would say, uh, "I don't have to wear a mask uh, for health reasons," and and then she would say, "Like what health reasons?" And then they would say, "We don't have to tell you. There are laws to protect us to not disclose to a random." person at a uh, a store what my health concerns are which is fair that's yeah, actually fair. true you can't do so that no often. one had yeah. no one had to wear a mask no one no one had to wow. wear a mask because mm. all you had to say was i have a health thing you can't know what it is and just trust me i do and therefore uh i can go where i please without a mask until our state decided to to go yeah no yeah we don't care what your health problems are stay home there's a million different things million different ways that you can get you know she works at crate and barrel you know like did you really need to come into crate and barrel uh let's just say you don't you know (laughs) and and like there's food that can be delivered you know like whatever like you don't have to uh you don't have to leave if you have a health uh, concern that's bad enough that you can't wear a mask uh in a time of a pandemic then uh, i'm sorry but get some delivery and uh or, or curbside pickup or what have you and uh so that was how they they handled it they did hard line they told every retail store that they had the right to inf- and they had to not only had the right but were mandated to enforce the law so 
retail stores were in for are enforcing the law. Think about that. Not that's the police. If, that's if the mask, the mask was a law at the time, uh, and it, and it was at the time. Yeah. So, but my point, I guess, is is that like that was. That was giving every retail person in our state the ability to tell people who could come into their building and who couldn't based on a mask. Right. Now, what if it's a vaccine? Then the, then it will take the government to say that private businesses have the right to refuse entry or service to somebody mm -hmm. that has not been vaccinated. That law will have to be there. And until it isn't, that's yeah. where the gray area How is. Do you Correct. And there that? was a gray area and it lasted two months and then there mm -hmm. wasn't. That's how fast it moved from from just make you know make your own decisions do the best you can to legislation essentially at the state level to say that so I, i'm telling you like this stuff's moving really quickly and and the caveat is two things one if if someone isn't doing it everyone is at risk so it's not just taking on yeah a personal... it's like the, the whole florida thing that basically happened like all the everyone started going to florida for right. their events and all that stuff like and that's what people said about i mean at a smaller level but that's what people said about cigarettes you mm -hmm. can't smoke a cigarette and have your choice only affect you it inherently affects other people, and uh, and that was exacerbated to the degree that you couldn't smoke anywhere because it always affects everyone, uh, and and that happened in in buildings to tell people that they couldn't do this thing. Now it's a jump potentially to say you have to have a vaccine in order to to you know to come into something, but I don't know. I hmm. I, I'm, I it could I don't happen. No, though, Nick, because when you I'm think not saying about it should. <clears throat> I think it no, could. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm with you. So if I think the smoking analogy is really good. But here's the only here's the only loophole. So the the vac the, the ones that are vaccinated are the non-smokers, okay. and the ones that have not taken the vaccine are the smokers. So the non-smokers are protected; they have the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So what the hell do they care if if the smokers come in? What do That's they care? They have they have the vaccine. So yeah. the only people that should be worried are the non-vaccine people who have made the choice to mingle around each other. Interesting. Ooh, Darwinism. Take the safety labels off take, of everything. Oh, let the God, problem take, solve itself. Take them all out. That is interesting. Yeah, that is, that that's what makes it completely different. Is that it would, it would be like uh, smoke only affects smokers, right? Like if right. for some reason, like a non-smoker's lungs uh, wouldn't but, take it in. That is but interesting. Let's, uh, but here's a theory. Okay, so like obviously, like I think this is. Will there be people that? Okay, so uh, uh, one one more loophole weird thing, and maybe this is a, a maybe this isn't a. Uh, this anecdote isn't one that is prevalent. Uh, my mom told me last night that um, she can't take the vaccine. Um, that she that's, has, that's why my thought process, yeah. yeah. She's not I allowed agree. to take the vaccine. Uh, that her, uh, based on um, the um, injections that she gets uh, and her weakened immune system. Uh, that's why she. my dad is uh, getting uh, a, a biopsy of a tumor today. And she can't go to the hospital uh, to see him at all. Uh, oh, and sure. she can't Jesus. uh yeah it's it's yeah it's a little crazy it's why i'm looking at my phone uh and uh <laughs> it's you, not just you, pokemon this time you can keep yeah, I was gonna say, it's not pokemon <laughs> this is this is a very extreme a very extreme way to, to make it seem like it's not playing pokemon uh, uh <laughs> but uh 13 phones <laughs> yeah no my other phone is rocking to be fair on my fake uh, thing that moves it to make it look like i'm walking so i am I'm always playing okay. Pokemon, even so, if I'm not touching my phone. So I'll, I'll I'll put that one. So then that's also like we have high risk people that potentially can't get. Also, I think that that point too, it might be one of those things as a conversation. Maybe this is another episode of like. Then there's public. Are, are there events that ha are going to exist for people that are that can't take the vaccine and you know things like that? But, but that, what, that, what that, happens? Goes, so that goes back to the I theater mean, conversation. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So now we've got three theaters. We've got the theater for the vaccinated. we got the theater for the people that don't want to take it and the people sure. that can't take it. This is like having a bathroom for bigots, too. I remember we that. Just, and would all the floor sitting. plans look the same? Are we, we still just, like... We just, quadrupled, we just quadrupled the event industry, guys. This is yeah. going to be amazing. Now there's Perfect. new markets. You know what? I you know I, I only do weddings for yeah. people who... I remember this. Vaccinated. I remember like this weird conversation around bathrooms uh, years ago where people were talking about, like, well, we can have a bathroom oh, for I these. Oh, I remember that. And a bathroom for that. And a bathroom for the... And you're like, well, that, that's not going to happen, Doesn't guys. that seem like a bullshit issue now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <right. exactly>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> True. Think about that. Like the like the NBA uh, All Star Game was moved because of like a law around bathrooms, and it's like, man, remember remember when we didn't have real problems, mm-hmm. and like there were there were people that were like they were like, I'm not gonna go to the bathroom with that person. And now we're like, right, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom like anywhere. You know, like you have to do it in your house, and that's it. You're not allowed to leave it. Well, you got what you wanted, bigots. You, you get to have your bathroom by yourself. Yeah, very good <laughs> in your home. It all worked out for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that like there's, uh, I think it, there's going to be a, lar- a loud events that are going to try things, and I think they're going to have unintended consequences. And I think that it's going to be, it's going to be put it out there and then watch. And I and I do think though that the precedent for certain, th- I mean, look, there could be certain vaccines that people start, the public has certain trust in, or one goes uh, towards. That's the thing. I- blowing my mind here yeah i mean like what what if one like latches on to like more of a right-wing thing and a left-wing thing because now that i'm finding out that like that even even like medical things uh where you would think are are like just one thing of science have become like completely partisan i could easily see depending on like who advocates for what like there there being two different vaccines one that is the left vaccine and one that's the right so who knows imagine this Somewhere in a boardroom, wherever the the NFL is located, the president and CEO of the NFL, he is pro-vaccine. This guy wants the world to get vaccinated so he can get back to work. He wants everybody to get it. So maybe maybe this message is a bit of a stunt. Maybe this is, I wonder how many people would read this message and say, I I, I wasn't going to get the vaccine. But now it's becoming clear that if I want to go back and see a football game, if I want to go back and do this, that, and the other thing, I better get the vaccine. I mean, one of the biggest supporters of of football uh, financially uh, is the uh, U.S. Armed Forces. The the U.S. Armed Forces has uh, uh, like tons and tons of money that they dump into uh, the NFL, and that is to mm. change hearts and minds as far as uh, pe- how people feel about the military. Like the mm. the whole kneeling thing of like why that's like so important is because it actually like broke uh, a mark or a rule they had with their sponsor, which said that they had to have that because that wasn't uniformly how that they they did it uh, for you know a number of years into the NFL until they made a deal with them. And in fact, there's like the way that they celebrate. Um, the different uh, like uh, armed forces related holidays, like in that have like integrated like helmets and decals, like all that stuff comes from the armed forces as a marketing move. Hmm. So, it, as a large scale platform to change public sentiment and to uh, to reach the masses, you know yeah. that that across different socio and economic um, lines, and, and specifically, I think into a. Um, a social and economic line that might be more anti-vaccine. Agreed. Um, maybe Agreed. it's big. Maybe it's a big marketing trip. I mean, the stuff that I'm, I've been seeing now with like ex-presidents and things like stunt getting vaccines uh, tells me that that like we're moving from 
a a designed um, campaigns of fear uh, that that were used at the onset of this in order to you know get what would be the most willfully rebellious society that that mankind has ever put together to to wear a mask, uh, which was like an uphill battle, you know that was you know barely successful if you you know qualified as that against maybe just the Spanish flu. Um, if you uh, if you look at it like that, as far as like okay, that was a campaign where we we made everyone scared of of how things could happen. We introduced the idea of a curve, et cetera, uh, and you know watching other people and ratting them out and all that fun stuff. What, I don't think that there has been a campaign concept around how you put that genie back on the bottle yet, and maybe the vaccine is it. I mean, maybe it's mm-hmm. like let's use that same kind of power that we used of like let's have uh, celebrities getting the vaccine on TV and singing songs. Uh, so how do you how do you feel about uh, events? And if this isn't specifically the case, <clears throat> which after everything you said, I'm thinking it, it's possible. How do you feel about events being used to push the vaccine agenda and events being the thing that is going to be dangled over people to say, if you don't get this vaccine, you may not be able to do these things? Well, well, I'll just jump in real quick. And <laughs> this is us not reading the entire article. There's an actual sentence in this letter. So it's based on a letter that Rob, the NFL commissioner, wrote to the president of the Tampa Bowl, Tampa Bay uh, Super Bowl host committee, my microphone stands in the way. Um, and he says specifically, we will use this as an opportunity to promote the importance of, of vaccination and appropriate health services, including wearing masks. I think it's, I mean, like, honestly, like, I, I also have no idea how the NFL is doing financially right now, but like, shitty, I'm good, sure. good, poor. Yeah, I'm sure really, <laughs> I'm really sure. shitty. Like, so, not like, like baseball. I, baseball is like nearly bankrupt, but it's, it's, but like, it's not Jesus. good. I think it's a, I think it's okay. Like I do think this is a. I mean, like you said, I think there is some dire consequences how this can be potentially a slippery slope. But I think overall, this is like a quadruple win for the NFL. Like they get to be the heroes, right? And this is why they like align with you know so many causes every single year too. Is that they're like, hey, we want to like look like we're doing good with you know all the stuff that we're doing. But also too, I'm sure they're also just like we got to figure out how to make this work. Like, and we you know this is our chance mm-hmm. to to test. But we this all know. Too. But we all know the reality is that that we can't wait for the world to be vaccinated before we go back to work. Like everybody understands that. Right. Like I, I think that, that, you know, I keep, I keep hearing from so many of my clients like, Oh, the vaccine's here. We'll be back to events like soon. And it's like, yeah, what does that mean? Like what, what percentage of vaccination are you expecting? Are you thinking that all your attendees are going to be vaccinated before you go back to work? And there's a lot of questions still out there about what, what does that mean? And there's a lot of people that aren't going to take it. And what are, what are we going to do with those that choose not to take it? And I don't shit on anybody's decision on whether they're going to take it or not take it. Or I think some of the reasons are a bit crazy, but that's, that's everybody's decision to make. My, my thought is is that if you can remember the last movement around not taking a vaccine and public sentiment, you know, the anti-vaccine movement uh, and vaccinations cause autism crowd, um, just think about the... the What's her the, name? Yeah, Jenny the, McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, a thought, the thought leader, Jenny McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she, was on, it, she was on The View. She, yeah. must, she must be She's also qualified. on The Mask. There you go. The the view, the mask. What's next? Uh, the vaccine. The vent brew. De- yeah, definitely not the Mensa or uh, <laughs> the scientist, the doctor. Prob- yeah, none wow. of those things. 
Uh, Sorry, Jenny. Singled out was uh, a real stepping stone for your uh, abilities, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I just saw that. Like, I, I've seen people that I know in my life, you know, try to try to draw those lines, um, and then I saw people attack them uh, because the science was out, right? So, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's gonna it's going to fall on like everything else. It's going to fall probably down on a binary political line. And, and like, there's going to be a certain group of people that fall into it because they can use that as a rallying cry to split people because it's angry enough. And there's other people that will, you know, latch onto it because, you know, either taking it or not taking it makes them a hero or a rebel. And the reality of the thing is not going to matter. Um, that's comes up over and over and over again. Like everything falls down the split of like, there's no way that that's not going to split down those lines. Like, Mm -hmm. I I just can't see it. I can see the fallout, the fallout of the vaccine being more costly and dangerous to our industry in the long run. Ooh, elaborate. Um, And I think that they're, I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all still COVID, but I think that, that as we have to start to figure out when we go back to work, what level of vaccination is acceptable once all of our different governments and the, and, America's going to be the worst because there's so many decisions that get made at a state level. So there's not a lot of federal decisions that ever get made. This is the way it appears to me that the states really get to run their own thing. And as everybody makes their just different decisions about what non-vaccinated and vaccinated people can do and what they can attend and who can be in a crowd, I think that I think this is going to take a lot longer than than it needs to because we don't even understand what the numbers are yet so we have to get through a vaccination rollout and then start understand how many people actually got vaccinated how many of those people do we need what is the percentage of vaccinated people we need in order to host events safely i think it's gonna be really complicated well, I don't this think is any of that's going to happen. Doesn't, yeah, this doesn't make it go like away. Like we still will probably need a lot like of the safety procedures that we've been learning the last nine months and being able to, yeah, like keep everyone safe regardless if there's vaccination or we, not. No one, you're not going to just have an event and people are just going <clears> to <throat> stop wearing masks and not be six feet apart. We have a mask mandate. Our mask mandate was extended to December 2021. We're wow. Growing. Yeah, if that's cool. any indication to like how much further we have to go, I, I think, think this that next year is going to be a repeat of this year. For the most I think part. it's going to be shittier. I think it's going to be harder. I think that, I think, I think Wait, this why? is impatient because impatience. <clears throat> yeah. Like, well, I think it's going to be shittier for a lot of businesses that have already gone through a hard year. That's, I think, I, oh, as, yeah, I, yeah, as yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about our industry, I think that, I think, and I've been saying this for a long time, the hard days are not here yet. Like, the hard days are still to come because I think, I think so many of us in the industry, we, when this started, we thought, okay, we just need to buckle down our, 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 yeah, put our savings our together spring, for a year. Our spring is screwed. Hopefully, we can get some stuff back by the summer. We'll be back to work by September. In some way, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. And then we're like, okay, we need the vaccine. And, and these conversations about the vaccine are really important because the vaccine is arriving. It's going to take a very long time to get this vaccine rolled out. And yes, you can look at your local community and say, you know, my small town of, of Freebox. Freetown, you know, we, we have vaccinated, but that's not what our industry needs. Our industry needs the world to be vaccinated. Our industry needs international travel to start happening again. Our industry needs a lot more than just the community that we live in, in order for us to get back to being truly successful. And that's not going to happen in 2021. We're, we're going to get communities vaccinated, really organized states and provinces are going to get their shit together. We're going to get those residents done. But is that going to bring back 
the kind of work that our industry needs to meaningfully go back to work. Sporting events, I think they're going to they're going to find a way because for the most part they're local, they can be controlled, but I think there's still a long long hard road and the decisions that are made about vaccines are going to be really really important. Yeah, I I think Pain. that it's going to be a tipping point uh and it's going to require, you know, 15 more. Uh it's going to be, you know, like the vaccine is is one in a long line of things that are going to need to happen in order to get the trust back. And I think that like ultimately the only metric that will really matter will be uh, the global numbers coming down and sustaining uh, a low number. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and I a agree. Low trend. anything short of that is just an indicator. Um, I agree. And, and, so, and I think that like ultimately when it comes to the events industry, um, it we're kind of, we're the last, I think there, there's been groups that have been saying this, like we're the ones that, you know, we're the last ones out, you know, we turn the lights off, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that, that's pretty apropos when it comes to this COVID uh, uh, situation because uh, until the entire world is trending in a certain way, um, unless we want to set the precedent of, of hyper-local exclusively uh, and some kind of mandate and keeping people from other places out of your events and, and all of that stuff, unless, unless that's what we're about and that's how we operate you know, for a period of time, um, it's going to be, we're going to be the last ones out. You know, we're going to be the last one. And I think that like what Dustin said is really true. I think 2021 is going to hit the events industry a lot harder than it hit in 2020, believe it or not, people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that everyone who had a, I'm going to borrow on a, on a book I read earlier today, a really uh, um, uh, interesting novella uh, about some pigs and a wolf. Um, I think that the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the straw houses went down in 2020. Uh, and I think that the stick house people thought that they were, you know, going to be okay. I think 2021, the stick house people go too. Mm -hmm. uh, and who's left know, after that? Uh, the bricks, wow. concrete bricks. Yeah. Bricks. Bricks, bricks usually are okay, you know, but like who knows this year, but, um, but bricks think, are expensive. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why you saw some like people, people that we know, that, that had some, you know, uh, ex really amazing careers. Um, maybe they, you're the tail end of it. Cash their said, chips out super it. early yeah. this year. Remember I that? Know, I know a few. I know a few big companies here in Canada that were like, "I've had a good run. I've done yeah. 30 years. Yeah, things are good." Did I'm the math, gonna, and they I'm, were like, "I don't need this. I'm not going to borrow my way out of this shit." Yeah. I'm not, this is I'm mesmerizing, you guys. Like this. Well, that was a really great analogy, by the way. <laughs> Nick, I'm like, wow, what bug will y'all add to my, my reading list? You're forgetting about uh, who, I read, who I read to uh, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I think that there is, um, I think that there is a lot of organizations that we, uh, we thought were maybe too big to fail, uh, who banked on that, who banked on we have reserves, we'll just furlough and we'll, we'll just throw weight out of the ship. Uh, until we get to a point where we're all saved, and the reality is that they're just, you know, this, they're going to sink uh, too because they didn't have a plan, right? Their plan was to just weather it because they had the strength to weather it. Uh, that, there's, that's not happening because mm -hmm. I don't think there's a lot of organizations that can just not uh, make money, you know, for a couple mm -hmm. of years and uh, exist uh, and either at the private level, um, uh, which I think is probably a better suited for this kind of thing. Uh, or at the level with uh, boards and investors, which would you know just look at this as a losing venture, and also look at recovery in order to get back to where things were January 2020 to be a five to six year uh, mm -hmm. you know thing. So if you're if you're an investor, that's a bad investment. You know, like mm -hmm. that's that's half a decade uh, of projections 
to get back to where things were right. when you came on board, even if you came on board at the very end of when things were the best, right? right. So uh, right. now imagine imagine being a lender in 2021. <laughs> you do what now? You bring and people together? Well, why totally. don't you just hang people? Or we know? talked about we talked about you know who in their right mind would get into would start school today to be in this industry. Like, so mm-hmm. there's so many, there's so many long, long lasting effects that I think we're going to feel in this, um, that we're, we're really only at, at the beginning of that. That all sounds really doom and gloom and, and grim because, because I think it is, um, I, I think it's, uh, mm-hmm. I, look, I think it's one of those, you know, near, near extinction events or something like that. That sounds really grim. And then you rea- then you look at it and you're like, boy, what comes after that is always some really new, totally totally cool thing uh that was stronger yeah yeah and just smarter stronger more flexible more adaptive and i just think that like that we just didn't no industry really knows how much and what percentage of it isn't nimble and flexible uh, and especially an industry that was in the midst of growing and finding itself like it, it's kind of an inopportune time i guess mm-hmm. for us to go through something like this usually descents and falls uh, happen at the you know the peak of a, of a civilization or a peak of uh of, of anything like that you know they rarely happen at the onset of a peak and i think that's kind of where we were if i'm looking at the industry and the history of it um so like i don't think it happened at the best time quote unquote or i didn't even the best time at the time it usually happens you know when when there's the mm-hmm. most amount of um sedentary flat hack work you know where things just kind of like whatever and then usually that's when technology rolls in and disrupts and crushes it like i look at like taxi business of like nothing changed and you know forever and then they just got mm-hmm. completely erased yeah um but uber airbnb Netflix. yeah all those things yeah yeah i'm watching like the, the there's that documentary the the last uh, blockbuster mm-hmm. uh and like i'm i'm fast i am fascinated by the blockbuster uh netflix analogy of, of 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 an industry of a business that that saw a problem that the other one knew was there and then the the person who was on top said this is a problem that is inherent with what we do you know like it, there's no way around it this is just part of the game and people will just have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so fascinated by that crossroads uh, of Netflix being like, well, let's just sit and solve the problem. Uh, even if it's a problem that's not quite ready to be solved yet. And I think that like the event industry had actually been doing some of that work, mm-hmm. but now I it like, absolutely has to, right? Like it, it it's like at, uh, I've been saying a lot of like uh, disruption or I'm not um, adaptation at gunpoint, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. there is no, like there is no ability to not do it. Um, so I, and, and that's why before we uh, started recording, I was telling Will that I think that like technology is going to jump ahead of uh, the other uh, members of the events industry and get, and take the front row seat for a while. Uh, and and be the innovators because they're the you know they, they, there just needs to be new tools uh, in order to navigate this and I think that once that's done the implementers will probably come in and you know write you know find their place in it yeah uh, yeah. yeah but I think right yeah. now it's like everyone's following the platforms it's so very true yeah. What a crazy deep dive, you guys, from one article thinking like, oh, okay, we'll touch base on this for five, ten minutes. <laughs> I thought it was minutes. just going to be about a nice, a nice thing the Super Bowl was doing. Like, oh, that's I, nice. I think, I think These are really good perspectives. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that the idea of that article 
yeah. and the what they can do with empty seats is a really important conversation in itself. Yeah. And I think that despite all of this, which which was a bit was a bit doomy, I think that there's <laughs> you know, twenty twenty one is gonna bring a lot of opportunities to do good. And I think that our industry is going to be in a really great position to facilitate some of that good. And I think this is one example of how we can, you know, we can take the problem of, okay, we don't want to fill our stands with the unwashed masses. And there's going to be people out there that have the vaccine that need to be thanked. And, and that is great. And I think that that is a big scale, but even, even thinking about that in my own world and the events that we'll do in 2021, it makes me think about how we can transform some of what we're doing into, um, a little bit more good and a little less a little less greed i love that dustin and let's end this conversation on a high note because the whole thing was <laughs> very sorry <laughs> realistic <laughs> um if anything so thank you will dustin saint nick for having this conversation call to action what do you guys think brewers out there do you think you know we're heading into positive or just it's going to be a lot more work down the line when it comes to the um if vaccination you, if you're not vocal and you haven't been vocal about your industry and about what you want for your industry the time is now <laughs> if you think that mm. the conversations that we've been having before um mattered this conversation about how we're going to manage vaccine how we're going to manage attendees at our events and what those rights should be regardless of where you are you need to speak up because this is going to be important and i i come from canada as you all know so you know these are important conversations that we need to have with our decision makers to make sure and my opinion in all of this is i don't want to be forced to check vaccine cards at the door I don't want to be forced to have events for only people that are vaccinated. And these are the things that we need to speak up and you have your own opinion about it. But this conversation is really, really important. And I don't want us all to just be excited because we're getting vaccines and forget about the impacts and the long term impacts that those decisions are going to make. And the government is likely going to make the wrong decision to start with because they're going to do it out of public fear. They're going to do it out of out of fear of their own elections and not do it out of what is best and what is, I think, a balance. So. I'll leave you with that. Damn. All right. Well, <laughs> can't really follow up after that. Thank you guys so much for listening and listen to, to Dustin on that one. See you again for our next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Event Proof. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.